No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, but his wise men are unable to tell it to him, so he orders their execution. But Daniel and his friends pray for a divine revelation. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Daniel chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. The book of Daniel excites me for two reasons. First, it is very practical in dealing with the challenges of living a godly life in an ungodly world. Second, it reveals God's plan for human government all the way until Christ returns to establish His kingdom on earth. God chooses the times, places, and people through whom He reveals His truth. Now today we see how God revealed His plan for human history to a pagan king through a dream. God is not limited to speaking only to the religious people. He can reveal himself to whomever he wants, whenever he wants. But we will also see how we can seek him for the wisdom and understanding that we need. We continue today in Daniel chapter 2. Now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. When Nebuchadnezzar first invaded Jerusalem and took Daniel and his friends captive to Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar's father, Nebuchadnezzar, was still king. The following year, Nebuchadnezzar became king, and it was now the second year of his reign. So it was about the same time that Daniel and his three friends were finishing up their three-year training, preparing them to serve in the Babylonian court. One night, Nebuchadnezzar had troubling dreams, that brought about insomnia. Now, dreams can come upon us based upon what we've been doing or thinking about that day, or maybe even if we had too much jalapenos on the pizza late at night. While most of us have had troubling dreams or even nightmares on occasion, Nebuchadnezzar knew that these dreams were not ordinary. He was idolatrous, but he was also spiritual. He figured that these dreams were given him by the gods for some reason. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. Now there are four classes of wise men listed here. First, the magicians. They were sacred scribes who were very educated and very elite. They interpreted dreams and omens through divination. They believed that they possessed secret knowledge. The astrologers were enchanters in sorcery and magic arts, which possibly included communication with the dead. The Hebrew word does not likely refer to stargazers, which is what our word astrologer means. Sorcerers, those engaged in witchcraft and black magic arts. And then the Chaldeans. Now, the word Chaldeans was generally a synonym for Babylonians. Evidently, these were a certain class of Chaldeans, the original tribe of the Babylonian nation. As they were spokesmen for all the wise men, they were likely the king's chief advisors. These four groups represented the cream of the crop of Nebuchadnezzar's cabinet. And the king said to them, 
I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. Now, in verse 4, when the Chaldeans speak to the king in Aramaic, the original language changes from Hebrew to Aramaic. Aramaic was sort of the universal language at that time by which nations would do business. The text remains in Aramaic through chapter 7. Usually, a person would share the dream that he had and then seek the interpretation. This is what Pharaoh did with Joseph in Genesis 41. But Nebuchadnezzar did not share his dream. Why not? Commentators are divided on that question. Some think he did not remember it, but if it was so troubling that he couldn't sleep, that does not seem likely. It seems more likely that he wanted to test his wise men. Perhaps they had served the king's father, and he wanted to see if they were worth keeping on the payroll. If they could tell the dream, then Nebuchadnezzar would be sure that they had legitimate powers and their interpretation would likely be correct. The Chaldeans spoke up and asked the king to tell them the dream first. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made an ash heap. However, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said, Let the king tell his servants the dream, and we will give its interpretation. <laughs> Do you sense a power struggle going on here? Now, the king had all authority, and he was not going to mess around with these guys. Either they would tell him the dream and its interpretation, or else he would give the order that they be cut into pieces and their houses burned down into an ash heap. This was one guy you did not want to tick off. On the other hand, if they could tell the king his dream with his interpretation, then they would receive gifts, rewards, and great honor. But these wise men were not up for this challenge. It was beyond them. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you, for you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time is changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician astrologer or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. Now, the Chaldeans were in hot water, but they were right about what they said. There wasn't a man on earth who could tell the king what he wanted to know. Only God could reveal the secret. What the king requested of them was quite unreasonable. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. 
You see, Nebuchadnezzar didn't really care about being reasonable. He was the sovereign king with absolute authority. So in a furious rage, he gave the command for all the wise men of Babylon to be executed. We will see again that Nebuchadnezzar was quite the hothead. Evidently, some wise men were killed before the executioners came to Daniel and his companions to kill them also. Verse 14, Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. Now, God blessed Daniel and his companions with wisdom. And here he uses wise counsel in handling this very critical situation. Daniel gently and wisely probed Arioch, the captain, to find out just what was going on. Now, Jesus told his disciples, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. When we are in difficult situations, we need to be wise. We need to be gentle. A gentle word can turn away wrath. Now, God will give us the spirit of counsel and wisdom if we ask him. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Now, the fact that Daniel was able to get an audience with King Nebuchadnezzar spoke of how well he was respected. Not just anyone could approach the king, and especially not now. But God had given Daniel favor in the king's palace. Still, it was dangerous for Daniel to approach the king when he had already issued the execution order. Unlike the Chaldeans, who would not even attempt to give the king the dream, Daniel promised to give the king what he asked for. He just needed some time. Daniel proved himself here to be a young man of great faith. He didn't know the dream or its interpretation, but he believed that God would reveal it to him. Often, great faith is revealed through a great crisis. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. That's what I call motivation. Now, there is a term that we don't use much anymore, importunate. It means to be persistent to the point of annoyance. Think of how persistent your children are when they want something. We may be annoyed by such pleas, but when it comes to prayer, God wants us to be importunate. He wants us to make our requests intensely and persistently known to him as though our lives depended upon it. James tells us the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, certainly Daniel and his friends had every reason to press their plea into the throne of God. Their lives depended on it. And so I have no doubt that that prayer meeting was very fervent. Now we find in this an example of what we can do when we need to find something out from God. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Do you have a problem? 
Do you need wisdom in something? Do you need to know understanding about a matter? Then pray and seek the Lord with all your heart. God said he will show you what you need to know. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. It is interesting that Daniel actually quotes about 15 different passages in this prayer of praise. It is a prayer of spontaneous praise and thanksgiving based upon them being in a very desperate situation and God coming through for them, revealing to Daniel the dream and its interpretation, even as they had asked. As we see, there is so much practical wisdom in how to live a godly life in an ungodly world. We need to exercise faith. We need to be men and women of prayer. We need to cry out to God for the wisdom and understanding that we need. And God is faithful to give it according to our faith. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast, and please leave us a review. That helps a lot. Tomorrow we will see where Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar what he dreamt and gives the interpretation. This reveals God's plan for human government until Christ returns. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Daniel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.